Starting this thing off, I think we should just get right into it. What is this revolution of consciousness and why do you create around that? Like what, what inspires you to create on, on your platform? All right. So I, I guess in short, um, intuition, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I was, uh, over the years along my path, I have been, yeah, I've kind of managed to strengthen this muscle that is the intuition and it, it really guides me through, um, my my ventures these days and yeah revolution of consciousness it started off as a blog and then yeah it just uh, gradually turned into a youtube channel again just following my intuitive guidance and though it, it you know it, it takes me out of my comfort zone um i'm okay with that i observe the fear <laughs> observe the sensation and just allow this kind of inner calling to guide me uh, knowing full well that you know the fear is just an illusion so that's um where how it came about and in terms of the actual name why it's built around this um along my path i i began to develop a lot of empathy um and i looked at the world around me and you know, I, I could feel and I could see this shift in consciousness that was taking place. Um, and, you know, I, I have this fundamental um, belief that the the world, it is um, ascending and the, the consciousness on the planet, it is evolving. Um, and yeah, there's a lot of insanity everywhere, but there's also a lot of beauty. Um, and yeah, revelation of consciousness, it is... I guess it's a documentation of my own awakening um, of how I'm raising my own consciousness um, in accordance with the planet. And so, yeah, I'm just taking you guys with me on the channel, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So it's almost like a back and forth process between people watching your ascension and then also you being able to pick up on the world's ascension and then you kind of just reflect with each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Pretty much. Yeah. I never, I, I do the whole thing very intuitively, you know, whatever I feel like I want to put out at that time, I will. And it, it, it talks a lot about the lessons that I've learned along the way, um, how my practice is unfolding, the lessons that I've learned in my own unique practice. And obviously everyone's awakening blossoms in its own way. So mm-hmm. um, where what people resonate with, then they can take with that with them as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A lot of the people I talk to say the same thing as you is that um, they almost, I mean, I feel the same way too. Like I feel like a sort of channel, even though I'm not channeling maybe another entity, like some people literally channel. uh, It's like a channel to some other wavelength of consciousness, like whatever this, the newfound state of viewing yourself in the world, that's what we channel, like this new perspective, this new conscious perspective. That is what I see as the new, like, um, the paradigm of creation with these people like you that I speak to. It's like, we're just, we're just kind of, uh, we're just throwing it out there. I think we kind of spoke about this a little bit before. We're just, you know, we're just kind of like having this platform as an offering for people. If they want to take it, you can take it. If not, then no harm, no loss. It's fine. And I think that's a really special way to create, you know, it's kind of just like, um, yeah, like we said before, no strings attached. There's kind of just like a uh, um, not trying to get anything out of anybody, just simply 
sharing your reflections with the world. I think there's something powerful about that, you know. It's the new mm-hmm. it's a newfound state of consciousness we're moving toward, but also like a new found state of creation. And mm-hmm. they kind of go hand in hand, I see. You know what I mean? Yeah, oh, 100% totally. Yeah, it, it's almost as if um, the more that we kind of move into our essence, what we are beyond, you know, the layers of the conditioning and the, the identification with thought, we move closer to this inner guidance, this higher self, we embody more of it. And and then, yeah, it, it, it speaks through us more often, even in conversation. Yeah. Like you say, the channeling can happen when we're journaling in our in our. A diary or if we're speaking to another person or if we're shooting a youtube video something just kind of flows through us <laughs> in a way and um yeah sometimes you can't comprehend it but it leads to a lot of creativity in lots of aspects <laughs> so is that how you describe this ascension of consciousness it's actually like it sounds very lofty and grandiose right to anyone that doesn't know any better but it actually involves an aspect of surrendering to whatever this this channeled energy is right it's kind of like a you know we are ascending but in that ascension is also like a giving up of something like you give up your sense of your yourself with a lowercase s but you kind of gain the sense of self with an uppercase s (laughs) in a way so i mean ascension is a great word but i don't even feel like that does it justice you know there's something special about it sounds weird to say but there's something special about giving up a sense of your your humanly self (laughs) just sounds weird saying and giving up to that that kind of that higher guidance like there's something really i don't know it almost is like weight lifted off of your shoulders in a way but doesn't mean that and that doesn't mean from that weight lifted off of your shoulders there is inactivity from that and then all is good i'm just gonna chill out and do nothing all day it's actually quite the contrary from that like connection with whatever you want to call it source god infinite love actually comes a a sense of like action there's more gumption in one's action to to be the channel to be the instrument of this divine to be like a uh, whatever you want to call it a tool a vehicle but there's a lot of different metaphors for it but it just seems like you do become you surrender to the process in that process almost uses you that sounds bad to say but it is kind of like that in a way you know you get you get used but it is somewhat like that but it's willing you know it's it's a willing you become a willing instrument and servant to this greater force this greater energy and then thus everyone else in the world and to me that brings me a semblance of like yeah like a semblance of like purpose like yeah you know what it feels good to it feels good to serve i think naturally that's what we are right i think naturally a human being in one way or the other is a servant it's just it's just who whom do we serve and how do we go about serving that brings us a sense of like i don't know if happiness is the right word that's too that's too easy of a word to use but i guess happiness peace like placement here a sort of um Mm, fulfillment in a way fulfillment that's a good one yeah fulfillment a sort of fulfillment here in this humanly experience it's to it's to serve a greater force than your a greater force than your what your humanly vessel may uh may ask of you just on the surface level it's something that goes a little bit deeper that's what i I think we ascend to you know 
Mm, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's it, yeah. I do. I do feel like an instrument sometimes, and there is there is a level of um, kind of acceptance that I have in that now. And um, as I said before, it really takes me out of my comfort zone sometimes. But I've built up such a trust in my intuition now, and so much faith in it that I'm just like, yeah, okay, whatever has to come through. Um, yeah, well completely let it go through and Mm -hmm. and we are and I guess it does bring that sense of fulfillment because sooner or later on sooner or later on this path of awakening um as we move closer to who we are and we kind of find ourselves as cliche as that sounds we we, I think I've heard where I've spoken to people that um we a lot of people feel this calling to um fulfill some kind of mission work that they have here um a dharma i think they could call it and yeah we feel compelled to come out and be of service in whatever way that looks like to the to the person to that individual yeah yeah Yeah. yep it's definitely a calling i think you know we're all here for some reason i don't think there's any accidents in in the plan of the universe there's we're all specifically here for some kind of purpose i believe even though we live in a world that is quite cynical and quite nihilistic in that idea on the surface level i think deep down we were all put here for a reason and if there's a a, someone someone or something that put us here that doesn't even really matter i think just naturally us just existing having the sense of i amness that means there is some innate purpose for your life i really do truly believe that and it doesn't mean you have to create a podcast or a youtube channel i think it could be actually very simple i think some people's Mm -hmm. purpose is quite simple Uh, and and that's what makes the human experience beautiful is we all have our own innate dharma our svadharma as they call it our innate just i guess purpose i don't know any other word yeah uh, i guess our our innate just something we got to do here or life's work and it all comes in different shapes and sizes. But that's what makes this human experience beautiful. Imagine if we everyone was doing podcasts. That would that sucks. That's not that would make it not interesting. You know what I'm trying to say? I'm just saying like we all yeah, have our cool. own we all have our own knack here and that's what's cool, you know, mm-hmm. that we're all quite unique. I th- I mean we're all unique. Like we all have our own knack even though we have similarities in our knacks, but all every you know what eight billion people of us the eight billion people on earth all of us have like our our very specific purpose for whatever it is and whatever our karma yields i believe that i mean maybe some people would call me a little idealistic and you know a little bit a little bit a little bit out there but i do believe that all eight billion human beings here we are a channel we are a vehicle for this divine energy that we spoke of before. Um, it's just a matter of being able to realize that or not. But the thing is, we are whether we realize it or not. But once we realize it, that's when the fun starts. <laughs> that's this awakening. That's this ascension. Is realizing it's not like you're gaining anything. It's actually just remembering what you've always, <clears throat> what you've always were. Like you're just you've always had it. It's just like oh, the the light bulb goes on. It's like oh, this is this is what it means to be a human, right? You know what I mean? We, we're not we're not. There's nothing that you add to the human experience. It's always been here. Mm, yeah. Just realize. Yeah. It. That's it's difference. so true. 
that what, what you say about remembering you know everyone kind of reports a different their, their awakening kind of it, it unfolds in in their own unique way uh, awakenings come in all shapes and sizes but yeah, yeah it is this this deep profound process of remembering more than anything that's mm-hmm. a really great way of, of putting it i mean you know you, you can disidentify from thought and you can raise your your consciousness in whatever way that looks like but yeah it fundamentally is this this deep remembering of something that we forgot maybe something we forgot before we entered this earthly realm and before we came into this human experience you know that's what they say <laughs> <laughs> yeah. feels like it sometimes it's like we have these memories that are just innately hidden somewhere deep in our DNA and our soul, whatever it is, and you just uncover them. And they just, they just, you get that download real quick and through mm, certain yeah. practices. I mean, depends, all shapes and sizes, like I said. So what did you, um, how do you remember? Well, how did you remember this? How did this spark of inspiration come to you? Um, so I, I think it was around eight years ago now I was in, uh, I was actually studying at university and I just started getting into sleep meditation because I was having trouble sleeping. I was really kind of nihilistic (laughs) for many years. Um, and you know, I, I, I knew that there was something uh, about reality that I couldn't quite put my finger on, but I hadn't had an awakening to, to the truth, you know, um, and or whatever the truth is <laughs> but I hadn't remembered anything put it that way I was still bogged down in my conditioning and what society told me I should believe you know what my parents told me I should believe what everyone said so so mm-hmm. got to start getting into sleep meditation and then I noticed how effective it was and I thought oh, let's a little bit deeper into this you know and I actually started um, heading into the metaphysical section of the library and reading lots of books and about lots of esoteric knowledge and you know a lot of it at first it was knowledge it was actually gaining this knowledge of this other perspective about um another perspective of how to view reality the the natural laws the natural principles of the universe that actually govern this universe like the principle of vibration and you know that's the most popular one a lot of people talk about that um and i started seeing the world more energetically and then I am, this was before I even delved anything, anywhere into working with the mind. I actually experienced, you know, my life got very mystical. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and things started unfolding that I couldn't quite explain. I started seeing synchronicity of these serendipity, like a lot of serendipity just unfolding. And um, yeah, it, things got very mystical and my intuition was loud. And um, yeah, I that's when I, I realized this this is a process of remembering whatever is going on right now. This is much more profound than any, you know, I've gone through obsessions before. I've really delved into knowledge and read a lot of books about something, but this is transforming my whole world to the point where I'm not even the same person that I was a year ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, mm-hmm. so I had to change my life, actually. I had to make sacrifices because the intuition was so loud and I had to follow that and I've done that ever since. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you were finding this innate, this innate wisdom that you've always had, right? Like you kind of had the feeling like, wait, whoa, whoa, I've always, like you kind of always had this knack. You just didn't know that you had it, right? Yeah. 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 It was, it was activating something Yeah, much like, much like when you work with the mind 
and you start to observe your your thoughts you, you kind of activate this consciousness that's already within you and it, it was the same with with yeah reading all of this kind of profound ancient wisdom in a way it was it was activating something remembering something that was already the deep wisdom that was just in me I just pressed a button <laughs> <laughs> what did you read do you remember I'm gonna guess did you read the Kabbalion Yes, that was okay. one of them. Yeah, the Kabbalion. <laughs> oh, so many, you know, like so many channelings. Um, and yeah, I started getting into various spiritual teachers. Um, and there was a there was a lot of books around that time which really kind of unlocked me. You know, the, I think that I saw you were reading the Ra material. Was it? That yeah, was a big one, one as well. The yeah, Laura one. one. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And yeah, just lots of different texts. And uh, and I actually found that a lot of them correlated with, with each other. Um, and the, yeah, the Kabbalion was a, was a big influence on me at that time, for sure. And it yeah. still is, really. <laughs> mm -hmm. It all relates in one way or the other. Mm. I mean, there's, there's some inconsistencies that one could find if you dive into a lot of different um, modalities and practices. But in one way or the other, the truth is the truth. <laughs> and the wise call it by many names, you know. And the truth is, I mean, you can't really describe it, but I'm going to try just because I already started the sentence. The truth <laughs> is, <laughs> the, the truth is that, you know, we, we go far beyond than what we've been told and what we've been, uh, what we've been conditioned into our whole life. This humanly vessel and our capabilities of this humanly vessel they exceed our expectations far, far beyond what we currently understand. Um, and that's what one can come to find when you do meditation or you whatever your practice is. I mean, meditation is huge. I think meditation is one of the bigger ones. Just general self-inquiry, asking yourself, mm -hmm. what is this? What the heck is this? <laughs> what is all of this? To just sit down and ask the question. Because the majority yeah. of human beings, I'm not judging. I'm not judging at all. I just, from an observation, the majority of human beings don't even ask that question. And mm. I know I was at that point in my life at one point. I was just going with the motions, just trying to have some fun, you know, get by, just survive and have some fun, right? But then, you know, I don't know what happened. Divine grace, where it got me on this kind of wavelength to to put a halt to that and just say wait just just breathe and wonder like what what the heck what what is going on man <laughs> what's yeah. really going on and the truth this truth per se isn't something that we could ever figure out i guess there's nothing to figure out i guess that's the only truth that's the only thing we can figure out is there's nothing really you can't you're never going to figure it out per se but that leads me even more down the path of truth, you know? Like mm. that actually wants, that actually in me um, instills some kind of sense of wanting to get the truth more, if that makes sense, you know? And it's not an attached way, but it's like, I know nothing about what I am or any of this. And I'm not just going to like be okay with that. You know what I mean? <laughs> like there's yeah. there's some things that you can get. There's some like revelations about yeah. the human spirit, whether it's through meditation or psychedelics or you read a book or you listen to somebody and something just hits you where it's like you can't just give up at that point. Like that's when the fun starts. Like I said, the fun starts is when you when you figure out 
the truth is that we're in this divine mystery and mm -hmm. it might not ever be quote solvable but that doesn't mean that you shouldn't go on the journey of solving it you know or at least trying to reveal some parts of the mystery because you mm -hmm. know you can't figure the whole thing out but you can figure some things out like there's some things that you can grasp about your being that you weren't necessarily told you know yeah. it's fun it's entertaining like you know why would you not want to figure out what you are it doesn't make any sense at one point you know <laughs> yeah totally yeah i mean for those on this path it, it's um it is there, there is this wonder that arises through actually um learning and uh, learning what we are beyond the the voice in the mind learning what we are beyond this physical human experience and um and yeah accepting the fact that really our tiny little human brains are not going to be able to comprehend much at all mm -hmm. but we're still kind of scratching maybe scratching the surface a little bit yeah. um and yeah it's I think every, and as, as I said before, everyone's journey is completely unique. So everyone's truth will be true. It's almost as if I find the way it unravels for me is that we find um, spiritual teachers at a time when we need them. So that could be our truth for that moment in time. Yeah. And it helps us to grow. It helps us to evolve. Mm -hmm. And then suddenly our truth might change. And, um, you know, having these flexible belief systems is part of it, I think, as well. And um, really being able to, to think, okay, well, that was my truth then. Now this is my truth. And, <laughs> yep. um, and just being led, being led on this journey. Yeah. So, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Be okay with being wrong, too. Uh, mm -hmm. I'd say don't take a spiritual ego. Um, uh, be okay with, like I said, not knowing and revere that mystery with wonder. It's a good word. Wonder. Constant wonder. I feel myself in constant bewilderment of life. Even though some days it may seem a little more mundane than others, still there's this like constant sense that is just, ah. Oh, it's like, whoa, I'm alive. You know, just the simple fact of just like the here and nowness. Like there's just something that wonder can never be taken away. I don't believe. I don't I don't see it getting less wondrous as time goes on, you know? So I revere that wonder. Like there's something or maybe it's that I revere just the sense of mystery and that brings wonder. I think that's a better way to say it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Totally. It makes like, like <laughs> it does. It really, honestly, it really does. Like the the thing is, is if I was to look at myself before my awakening and I look at it now, I am such a happier person. I've fallen in love with life, yeah. and yeah, I did have to ask myself that question: How did I get into this body? You know, look at I look at the magnificent beauty in in a flower, and I'm like, hang on a minute. There's something incredible about this. Yeah. Why am I not questioning the nature of the universe? Why am I not questioning why I'm here? And I had to ask those questions. And the, and yeah, the more that I kind of unravel this awakening, the more I feel this sense of wonder. Um, I I don't just see nature now. I feel nature. Mm. Um, you are nature. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel that, yeah, like this connection, this interconnectedness with it, realizing that it is me, it is a reflection of me. And yeah, there's, um, 
this profound sense of childlike child I say childlike wonder because it is like that it's like seeing things for the first time again that has really been sparked since my awakening I we we tend to get very jaded as as we grow up you know as we um as we identify with this me um we we can become very serious and we can forget how beautiful existence is we can forget to smell the roses on the way to work Mm -hmm. um whereas um, what happens when you delve into into presence and especially i found that that's what gave birth to a lot of this sense of wonder it was presence um and then, yeah, the world, you see the world and it's aliveness and you see tiny miracles everywhere. And mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's great. <laughs> it's the best part of awakening for me, just the magic everywhere. <laughs> exactly. That's what it's all about. It's not about trying to get to anywhere, or be more awake or enlightened than anybody else. That's all just fallacy, man. That doesn't even make any sense. It's, it's about really just truly, like you said, presence, just enjoying the here and nowness enjoying the moment Mm -hmm. and all the magic that it brings because truly this moment that we're speaking right now and that the listener is listening to in the future the moment the moment with a capital t and a capital m the moment (laughs) is is magic this magic moment you know (laughs) you know that song right it truly is it really is magic even if even when it doesn't seem like it that's the thing even when it seems very dark and painful, actually. There's still a lot of darkness. I mean, we, we're talking pretty lofty here, but it's yeah. hard to say. But even in the darkness and even in the pain of life, there's somewhere in the back of my head that just like, I don't know, just knows that like that's not real per se. Like there's something that is just like even sees the magic in the shit somehow. Somehow. Yeah. Like once you catch that glimpse of the magnificence of the moment, you can see that no matter what happens in the phenomena of life, somehow, some way, that it's magic no matter what. And I, mm. I know it's easy to say now I'm sitting in my comfortable house. It's about, you know, 70 degrees Fahrenheit. I'm feeling good. I'm relatively healthy. So it's easy for me to say that now. The hard part is taking that essence into when your life gets shitty or, you know, just the world's the world when you try to confront the world's darkness right that's the hard part but i think it's possible and if there is a goal to this thing if there is a goal even though there is no goal you can all say that in the non-dual sense but if there is a goal and we can try to describe it it's to bring that essence of presence i like that the essence of presence i'm going to remember that one for the future <laughs> bring that essence of presence into seemingly your entire life, whatever happens in your life, the ups and the downs and the twists and the turns, the light and the dark, bring that essence of presence to not resist, just be. To not resist, mm-hmm. not cling, just simply be with it. I know, mm-hmm. easier said than done, but I really do think that's, if you want to sum up the whole spiritual journey, man, it's to really just be here now to be completely present with the magic that is. And however mm-hmm. that it um, pops up or uh, displays to you on the movie screen of your mind, just just simply be with it. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's yeah. all I'm gonna say. <laughs> it's so true. There's so much liberation in that. There really is. There because is liberation, a, yeah. 
Yeah, because so much of our suffering is just a result of our resistance to mm. the moment, mm-hmm. um, resistance with the mind, you know, trying to get out of our of what we are feeling emotionally. So I hear it so many times, people are like, oh, how do I stop feeling like this? And and just by saying, what have you tried to accept it? Accept it as if you had chosen it <laughs> in a way. Yeah. Just, just that introducing that energy in and of itself, it can really kind of, oh, it's like a breath of fresh air. Hang on a minute. What, what if I just stop fighting and kicking and screaming and just allow? And mm-hmm. yeah, that is, that is getting touch, in touch with the moment. And, uh, you know, a lot of people could say, oh, but, you know, we can't just accept everything. You know, we, yeah, it, it's not about accepting, you know, if we're in a toxic relationship or if we're in a job that's just sucking our soul or something, then yes we can take action to change that but it's more like accepting every single moment as it arises like okay i am feeling this and yeah as you say it's it's easy for us to say how beautiful the world is right now we're not we're not in some we're not in a desperate um or a horrible situation Mm -hmm. but yeah there isn't beauty in that emotion um somewhere and you know if we're able to really tap into our true essence as well we can we can observe this emotion and sense what we are beyond it and see the bigger picture, which is that this is a sensation, a temporary sensation within us that holds a vibrational frequency that doesn't feel good. Mm-hmm. And it's going to pass because everything does. Everything does. We, we live in a universe that um, you know, is uh, everything, everything, everything changes. Yep. <laughs> so we're, in, we're in form. That is liberation. And the way that mm-hmm. I sense liberation is really being able to see that everything is impermanent. And it's mm-hmm. not that, and it's always impermanent. It's just that it's the realization that of Anika, as they say in Buddhism, or Anitya. When you realizing the impermanence of everything, that realization, to me, is a sense of liberation. And really being able to dwell in that impermanence is a sense of liberation. I see it mm-hmm. to really be just like you said. All of our suffering, in a way, doesn't really exist. It's it's, it's going to come to mm-hmm. pass, no matter what. That's liberation for me. No matter how bad yeah. or shitty my life may get, which it's going to happen. I know. Mm-hmm. Well, well, shit's going to happen to me. It's going to happen to you. It's going to happen to all of us. But mm-hmm. in an impermanent universe, it doesn't exist because it's just it's just another phenomenon that comes and goes. So I guess mm-hmm. your goal, our goal as spiritual beings is to find out what does exist. What is mm-hmm. actually permanent here per se? What isn't just another coming mm-hmm. and going, right? Mm-hmm. Because then yeah. that is the truth. That is real. Everything else isn't mm-hmm. real because it just it's just another here now, come and go, that's it. So mm-hmm. that begs my question what is real to you what is this what is this permanent self or what is this permanent state or essence that we can all come to find how would you describe that wow yeah it's a good question yeah because if you if you observe the thoughts and the emotions we realize that they will pass they um they they are impermanent so we we want to look deeper than that as to to find something (laughs) that is more permanent and you know 
through our ability to observe our thoughts, we realize that we are not them. So through sitting there in meditation, we can realize, okay, mm -hmm. I'm sat here, I'm I'm seeing this sensation within me, this emotion, and I'm I'm aware enough to watch this thought arise, or I'm not gonna follow that, I'll let that go, I'll drop that. Oh, another thought's coming up. So we've got this this background awareness. So you're saying that, that is the is, unchanging self. Yeah, th this this ability to witness this this, I, you know, I I feel that there are t there's two states of awareness that we can live in at any given moment, two dimensions, if you will, one that one where we are lost in thought, one where we are um, we derive our sense of self from thought, and then suddenly we can wake up. And then we can see the thought, we can see the, the emotion as well. You know, we, we are seeing the thought as this temporary vibrational frequency just inhabiting our mind space. And if we, if we learn to live from, yeah, this place of awareness, that, that seems more real to me. That doesn't shift, that doesn't change, that's always there. It's yeah. just sometimes I'm living down here. Yeah. So yeah, that that seems more permanent to me, and I, and of course I don't know what this is. We can we get, you know, I'm, I'm practicing self inquiry and um, and really investigating and learning to live more from this place of um, of awareness as the seer of it all, watching it all unfold in front of me from this mm -hmm. place of awareness. Yeah. But yeah, that for me is more representative of who we are. I feel that. Yeah, that's the greater consciousness. Mm. that's what we all are it's not just me or you that's what we me and you that's what me you and the listener all really innately are and all of this you know me and my body you and your body is just a, another coming and going but we can find all of us can find that there is this this deeper essence that you said you know like how you said it's almost like you're looking down it's another mm. another play in the word ascension. Like you almost it is even though it's not you're not actually literally looking down, but in a in a metaphorical sense you kind of are getting this bird's eye view of all of the coming and goings of your life. You know, that's the that's the unchanging self that as I see it. It's this we all mm. have that in common. That I amness, the I am that I am mm. is the simple fact of consciousness. That's the greatest mystery. The simple fact that we just we have this right now. Whatever this is that we're experiencing, even though it may be temporary, there's still something going on. That that thisness, that I amness, that is a mystery. Yes, for sure. You can't ever figure that out. That's not the point. But we can all like tap into that. We can all like encompass that and be that. That is mm. the unchanging self. The the mm. Brahmin, you know, some may say. As, yeah, as as the uh, it's just like the eternal witness in a way, and I know Buddhists, non-dualists would say that's not a thing. I don't know. I'm still up in the air. I go back and forth between everything. It's just passing phenomenon. All is one, and there's there is no because you described like a separation between like you know there's two states. You can get lost in the thoughts, or you can witness your thoughts. I guess. But there's still like the fact, the mystery of the sense of I amness. Like this, this is the fact of just like simply existing. That I amness that we can all touch upon. I do believe that holds substance. Like that, there's something about that that 
connects all of us and not only not only just human beings either i think animals trees maybe even inanimate objects also encompass that greater sense of being right i do mm-hmm. believe that like that connects literally everything the one essence of the universe at the the one vibration that all vibrations resonate in like there's that's god in a way you know i think that that's the the unchanging part of our being that one can come to find that we always were always are and always will be that is i guess our duty there's no duty there's nothing we have to do i know that but in a way no other way to say it that's our duty to come to find that and resonate on mm-hmm. it and then getting back to it once you can find that that kind of greater sense of consciousness you become an instrument to that something mm-hmm. something happens something something goes on where you just like you can you form almost like a relationship with it even though there is no separation we are literally just an embodiment of that in a way from an outside point of view one can see that there is a, a relationship with that like if anyone were to observe my actions in this body or you you would see that we are serving something that we find like a greater force that is more than just the body and the bodily thoughts and the bodily sensations mm-hmm. that i see is getting to the epitome of being a human being a fulfilled human being being able to tap into that <clears throat> tap into that source energy i guess you could call it um yeah i don't know i don't even remember what we were talking about we were talking oh what is the unchanging self right the, uh, that is that is the unchanging self i see and in that right it's just it's just like love it's just like some kind yeah. of loving presence that that thing that source that energy whatever that thing is it's not even a thing it's not even separate from you but if one could describe that energy that connection it's just like loving energy it's something that loves you and you love it back i mean i guess i can call god i'll I'll, I'll say the g word it's god and god loves you and 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 the more you love god the more god loves you and you just you, you form this beautiful relationship as this as this humanly vessel this puny humanly vessel here serving that force and uh serving the force not only of the greater consciousness but everything that pervades in this phenomena of life all human beings like i said all human beings animals inanimate objects maybe even the aliens you're serving all of it and uh <laughs> that's it man hope that wasn't too grandiose in what i was saying hope somebody understood that did you understand what i'm saying <laughs> absolutely and actually what what you're saying is it's really um yeah for me what awakening is about moving mm-hmm. closer to that feeling of love and as cheesy as it sounds it is all just love isn't it, it <laughs> at is. the end of the day it 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 really is and um i feel like i'm embodying more of that um uh the more that i progress along this path the more i feel like i'm embodying this and um just on a daily basis and m- my awakening personally has been kind of sprinkled with these deepenings if you will like um these glimpses of of even more kind of even mm. a deeper um yeah. connectedness a deeper feeling have you had that along the way where yeah. you know it might not last you might not it might not last very long but suddenly you feel this profound connection with with everything you you um 
yeah, you, you feel deeply that that sense of love mm -hmm. and it's not something you can really describe with words actually so I won't even bother but um, yeah <laughs> that it's kind of sprinkled along the way yeah we're trying our best <laughs> yeah I know what you mean yeah that's the thing is the journey mm -hmm. never ends there is no end to this this journey this relationship like once you establish this relationship within yourself within this greater force that's just the beginning and then yeah mm -hmm. like you said what i've come to find i mean i'm relatively young too what i've come to find is it only gets it, it not crazier i don't know how else to explain it it only gets yeah deeper the, the relationship only gets deeper and more magical more majestic mm -hmm. maybe one could say with this force and yeah the, the synchronicities keep happening and the magic the magic keeps happening and it's just um yeah it, i think we I already explained this before it makes life just uh, just makes life awesome in a way you know it just makes life exactly. really um yeah magical i don't know how else to explain it, it definitely makes life magical yeah it, it really does it does when you when you feel this high this force guiding you and um yeah i think a lot of a lot of the times people can can get quite bogged down in the healing when it comes to awakening and obviously the healing is a very important part um releasing this old energy that's just no it's not coming with us anymore it's not coming into this new awareness that we're stepping into because it's just not a vibrational match anymore so yeah, yeah healing like yeah he, healing is a big part of it but also not not getting completely um lost in in all of that realizing yeah, that we have also yeah like we're this is um this is what's happened to us is nothing short of of miraculous and, and it is exciting and the more that we focus on the magic the more we see the magic that's the thing i i always feel mm -hmm. that you know if i if when now that i have eyes to see the synchronicity the synchronicity has just yep like t is tenfold because it's almost as if someone knows that I'm watching someone knows that I can see how I'm being communicated with so it's just giving me more and more mm -hmm. um, and yeah that's great it's what is one of the, the, the my favorite parts of awakening as well obviously the liberation is is incredible to be able to move through my human experiences with more mastery and flow and peace more than anything but yeah there's the cherry on top which is this mystical um mysticism within it mm -hmm. yeah it's interesting because we're talking about liberation which means you know if we think about the meaning of the word liberation or freedom it pretty much means you can do whatever you want to do right you, you have the ability, which we do, we have free will, I believe. You can, you can, if you think of it, you can do it, right? That's kind of the essence of it, putting it very simply, to liberate oneself from any kind of confines that you build up or the world builds up, right? That's liberation in a nutshell. But then we're also talking about, well, there's this sense of like surrendering to a, a greater force. So that doesn't, there's a sort of like incongruency there, one may come to think, but it's actually like, how I describe it or see it, it's like you have liberation, you have the freedom to surrender to the process, right? Yeah. It's weird because we have, you, you get this awakening to that we truly do have free will. We can do whatever you want here. You make all of your own decisions. You reap, you truly reap what you sow. But in that is an inclination to, personally speaking, is an inclination to surrender to this greater force that seemed to have bestowed you with some kind of grace of liberation, right? So it seems mm -hmm. like counterintuitive. 
like, why would I want to give up my freedom that I just realized I had? Mm-hmm. And I don't have the answer for that. I really don't have the answer for that. But it seems like there's no other way, right? It seems like mm-hmm. I have to surrender to this greater force. Like I got I to gotta like pay homage to whatever this thing is. Realize that I'm not the star of the show, you know, like the universe doesn't revolve around me. So with this liberation and sense of freedom is this like, is this, um, is this inevitable servitude. It's very, it's a peculiar thing uh, with this, this, I'm, like I said, I'm still young. I'm still trying to figure it out, but it's not like complete liberation is what I'm trying to say. It's not complete freedom, mm. but that, that's good. <laughs> like, I feel like that is like. That's how it's not supposed to be complete freedom. Like human beings aren't supposed to be. I mean, I know there is no supposed to be and not supposed to be, but I guess in, in, in this a certain order to this life one can come to find. And a human being in the order is not completely um, free, I guess. It's not the right way to say it. I know there's probably more eloquent ways to say it, but a human being isn't completely like you can't we can't we're not God. We're an aspect of God, but we're not fully God-like beings where we can do whatever we want. And we're not supposed to be able to do what we want. It's it's peculiar, right? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. I've had this argument with myself a few times when it comes to free will. <laughs> there, there's a paradox. There's paradoxes everywhere, actually, along yeah. um, in, in this world. But the more you delve into things and I guess that's maybe related to non-duality in a way like yeah. I do believe that that all truths are but half truths um and yes we have free will but we're also very much um yeah you could say that um you know we're astrology and of in and of itself astrology puts us in these boxes maybe karma as well maybe we are we are fulfilling um something that happened in the past this cause and then the effect um and and yeah when when you tap into something you tap into something that is guiding you and you really don't have a choice actually at some points like the intuition (laughs) is so loud you actually even get forced into it if you don't listen to it um i find but you know, I guess the way I see it is that that is a lot of that is my higher self or my inner guidance, the part of me that that exists in higher dimensions. I'm only seeing it from my human perspective, but there's a part of me that's guiding me that sees it from a whole other perspective. Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah, this this matter of free will. But the the conclusion I've come to is that at every single fork in the road, I I can make a decision. And I can follow these these um, synchronicities as they unravel. Um, but yeah, I, I found a lot of peace in just concluding that all truths are but half truths, and that yeah. we have free will, but we also don't in a way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like you yeah. you have your intuition, and you have the choice to not listen to your intuition as well. But I think mm. you probably know through trial and error that if you don't listen to your intuition, it's only going to create more suffering in the future. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, yeah. that's kind Tell of the me. essence of it. Like we always have free will, but you get to a certain point. It's like, well, in order for me to find peace, find a sense of flow in this life, I have to listen to that internal guidance or it's just going to create more and more suffering. I'm going to keep going on the hamster wheel. And that's essentially, in a way, that's kind of karma. That kind of is karma yeah. in a way. Us being able to listen to that, that, that inner guidance is us just aligning ourselves and us reaping our karma in a way kind of that's kind mm. of a, a crude representation of karma but 
yeah, that's what it comes down to, man. Surrender. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. And I, I do feel very passionate about the subject of liberation, to be honest. Like I, I, I feel that humanity, we, we've become so lost in our thoughts. We really have. Um, and through our ability to actually realize that we are not our thoughts, um, there, there's a lot of freedom in that. And there's a lot yeah. of surrender that, that comes through having the through actually being able to stop the mind there's a being able to actually mm. stop the incessant thought the incessant train of thought cultivating this ability to just surrender into absolute nothingness in mm. the mind and just yeah. letting it all go that's mm -hmm. that's real surrender and that's real liberation um i see so many human beings very very um lost in the mind space and and that that does cause a lot of the suffering in the, on this in this planet i think definitely mm -hmm. yeah so do you see a world where we're all on that wavelength of serving this greater force like we kind of let go of the humanly needs not needs but humanly wants we let go of the you know the story of us trying to the humanly wants i'll say i'll keep it at that do you see a world where we're all surrendered to this force and, you know, the world will literally transform? You know, if we if we do do that, the world will literally transform. It won't look the same whatsoever. So do you foresee a future where all human beings are on that wavelength? Even if it's like 100, 200, 2000 years from now, do you think that's like an inevitable destiny of human beings or consciousness altogether? Um, so I, I guess the short answer is I don't know. <laughs> um, but the the long answer would be that yeah, I deep, deep, deep down, I feel that this is why I came here mm. to, and this is why so many of us are here at the moment is to help with this transition mm -hmm. into this new awareness. Um, I I remember reading, I think it was in um, Eckhart Tolle's A New Earth, he described um, plants or f sorry, flowers as being enlightened plants and um, birds as being enlightened animals and crystals as being enlightened rocks. And, you know, I, I kind of see how the, throughout the history of time, we've had these beings that have walked the planet that have managed to enlighten, become enlightened <laughs> and really wake up to their inherent beauty and, and um, embody their true essence whilst in human form. And I do think that, you know, as Eckhart described it, it was first one little flower that blossomed and then it was another one and another one through evolution. And so maybe that's what's going to happen with us. Maybe we will, you know, more and more people on the planet are undoubtedly waking up. I travel a lot. I meet a lot of incredible people, a lot of people that have been on this path for many years, people that are just born awake. You know, humanity is changing and it does seem that, yeah, I think that just like that first little flower, we, we will evolve more and more, we'll multiply. There'll be more of us walking the planet that are that is, is embodying this state, whether we will completely all of us be like that who knows i've got no idea but yeah i do envision a future where we we do evolve our consciousness and this 
you can see it happening anywhere and I actually think that it is a necessity to be honest with you at this point it yeah it has to happen mm -hmm. I agree or yeah. else we're just going to destroy ourselves and then exactly yeah I didn't want to say it but it's true yeah. <laughs> so yeah 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 I do foresee it happening as well but that's the thing are we going to destroy ourselves first does there need to be some kind of catastrophe I hope not I really hope not but then there's one side of me that says there's no other way <laughs> we're too far gone <laughs> I don't think so I have to, I have hope as well um but then I'm like is it false hope am I just being a little too idealistic I don't know I don't know like you said I don't know I don't know either but I do believe going back to that greater sense of consciousness we are inevitably going to reach that point it may not be in this current incarnation of the human species but somewhere down the line in the in in life just life to get the consciousness will i believe will reach that point i think it is an inevitability for us to be at that point be linked up to god i guess you could say i do believe that um i don't know why there's something in me that says that it is it's bound to happen. It has to. There's no other way. Because, you know, once you can tap into this, this sense of living your life, you probably come to find that there's no other way to live. You can't just go back into the matrix, right? <laughs> you're, you're always going to know it's the matrix. So I think the cat's out of the bag at this point from for us. And humanity is going to realize that there's no other way as well. I think... I think a lot of people are actually realizing that right now. Like you said, it's definitely happening. But slowly and slowly, I think humanity is going to figure out that there's no other way to live. And if not, then we'll destroy ourselves. But all is well. I think there will always be life. I think there's always going to be some kind of life, even if it just comes down to like 20 people, just hypothetically, even if it just came down to 20 people on Earth. That I still identify with that. There's something in me that says, like, that's still life. I think I believe in the human spirit. I believe that there's always going to be, like, a sense of, like, a sense of consciousness, a sense of liveness. Even if it's not me, even if it's not you, there's always going to be, like, that, like, the, the, the survival of just life. And it might not even be humans. Maybe, like, life will evolve out of, like, some other smaller creature like humans did. But there will always be like something. It might not even be on Earth. <laughs> it might even be on another planet. Who knows? I don't know. I'm going a little off here. But what I'm trying to say is that like I do believe in the in the just the um the sanctity of life in general. And I do believe that life goes on no matter what. So if one can identify with that in their in their life and identify with that greater sense of consciousness that may or may not go into other planets who knows or into other creatures i do believe it does i don't think locality or like or what it, what the phenomena appears as i don't think it matters that like that sense of i am this the sense of life if one can find that that we're, we kind of touched upon one if one can find that in their life right now then it doesn't matter what happens if there is a catastrophe or not it doesn't matter if the world ends per se because you can always find that you live on in a way not you and your body but you as in that sense of like like we talked about that here and nowness the here and now is always the here and now whether or not there's a comet that comes down if there's no humans left there's always that here and now 
And that I think is the important part to realize, I believe. I'm not trying to preach to anybody, but I, I think it's important for me to realize that and come back to that, the remembrance of like, life is a lot more than just this. It's just, you know, just your humanly vessel. Life is far greater than we could ever imagine. And with that is a sense of invulnerability in a way. It's a sense of um, like, uh, I guess, uh, immortality in a way. It's like this cosmic immortality that you can come to find, right? It's quite beautiful because who doesn't want to transcend death, <laughs> right? So transcending death in a way is almost like switching up the viewpoint of what you think you are. What you think, you think you're just this, this, um, the suffering humanly vessel on this planet of darkness, but really what we all really are at a deeper sense, and it's not even that deep, it's actually pretty apparent once you can tap in, is something that is, it's invincible, it's immortal, it's indivisible. Like there's, there's no separation between what we are and what we're not. I don't even know if that made sense to be honest, but... <laughs> What I'm trying no, to definitely. Say. No, okay. mean. <laughs> yeah, what we are is greater than anything that could um, be afflicted to us, I guess is what I'm trying to say. So no matter what, I believe life goes on. Just not, not this, not this, not the phenomena of life, but there's always some kind of sense of, some kind of sense of just surviving. And um, in that survival, I do believe we'll reach a point, uh, a coming back into our innate nature with with the divine. And that's all mm -hmm. I got to say. Yeah, definitely. Well, we're we're energy. That's what we are at the end of the exactly. day. Energy, energy cannot be destroyed. Mm -hmm. And um, and yeah, we we can glide through this human experience. We can experience the the. Um, beautiful emotions well all, all emotions are beautiful we can experience the positive and the negative emotions we can have um all types of experiences here um but at the end of the day we are energy and how much really matters you know of, of this it's like it all matters but it also doesn't a lot and <laughs> That's the paradox. There's, there's another paradox. Yeah, yeah it's another one yeah like it, it really like there's a lot of liberation for me in realizing that my little problem right now, you know, whatever it is, it doesn't really matter because I'm energy and I'm invincible. And, you know, and, and even deeper than that, I'm actually an ocean of energy. Yeah. Um, I'm just oh. right now, I'm identifying with the drop in the ocean, but mm -hmm. really, yeah. We're always the ocean. Yeah. We're always the ocean. The ocean is so vast. It's actually incomprehensible, but that's truly what we are is the ocean, which is energy. It's like there is, there is infinite amount of vibrations within this one vibration. There's an infinite amount of waves within this, this one ocean. There's a lot of different metaphors, I guess one could, you know, try to describe it, but that is really what we are or aren't. Words don't do it justice because it just automatically creates duality. It automatically creates that subject and object, like what I am. Like that doesn't, that doesn't even do it justice. I am, even just saying I am nothing, that creates a subject and object. So, you know, we can't talk about it, but here we are talking about it. But truly, yeah, our essence is, our essence is further, further, not further, but it's greater, greater and less than what we 
think we are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, it's 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 just paradoxes everywhere along the way. As where the more I look into this, <laughs> yeah, yeah the path <laughs> like is about embracing where you want to look at. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and whatever way you want to look at it, I I always say all truths are but half truths. Really, mm-hmm. we've got our truth of awareness at any given moment in time, but also, yeah, what even is truth really? Maybe there's never one truth. Maybe there's lots of truths. So, yeah. (laughs) Truth is that there is no truth. Ooh, yeah. Love that. (laughs) (laughs) Really great. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't know what else to say, to be honest. (sighs) Well, yeah. I mean, hey, I think we could probably wrap this up. I appreciate um, you coming on here sharing your time wisdom presence with me um this was uh this was felt like we went through like some kind of wormhole came out the other side um yeah do you have any last words for the podcast anything you want to get off your chest anything you want to say um maybe if there's anyone that is suffering um realize that it's a lot of it is it's not the event itself it's what your mind is saying about the event Mm. so the if you if you really want to liberate yourself you want to liberate yourself from the mind and that comes through really working with the mind and yeah just expert and meditating like you said earlier meditation is such a huge aspect of this we can't we can't get out of meditation when it comes to spiritual awakening because that's what really moves us deeper to a more what's what moves us closer to um who we actually are so yeah work with the mind i, I think it's it's so important mm-hmm. um, yeah to that. that's, that's why, yeah. thank you <laughs> work with the mind you know just think mm-hmm. about the way you phrased it work with it not against it mm-hmm. that's how yeah. i think we can you know find a little bit of peace a little bit of uh um how do i describe it just a different way to view the suffering, a different way to view the, the suffering of this humanly vessel, the dukkha, as one may call it. Um, but yeah, appreciate your appreciate your time, <laughs> effort, wisdom, presence. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll put everything down in the description for people to check out. Um, but yeah, thanks again. I wish you all the best. Uh, thank you so much. Thank you. Bye.